Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Grab your Bibles. Let's get into the Word of God. Daniel, Daniel chapter 6, Daniel chapter 6, verse 16. This is the last, last part of the series double for your trouble and we're ending it starting a new one next week called undefeated undisputed excuse me undisputed we're going to be talking about how you can position yourself to win every time every single time you can position yourself to let God fight your battles and take care of every problem every issue whether it's in your family in your career in your business whatever it may be God can handle it because he's never lost a battle. He's never lost a battle. And today we're going to be talking about Daniel. We're going to be referring to him and talking about how you can receive double for your trouble by knowing that God will back you up every single time. And the subtitle for today's message is called Double Honor. Double Honor. I'm sorry, Daniel chapter 6. It's a little bit lengthy, 16 to 28, but you've stood in Starbucks a lot longer. Right? Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you stood in line for a children longer than this. Are you ready? Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den which states that most of the time you see depictions of this, of this Daniel uh, little moment of him in the lion's den. It seems like a, like, a, like a cage with bars. And so this was a lion's den. This was a natural inhabited place that the lions had found, and they had to roll a stone in front of it. So it was their home. It was their home, their natural habitat. So, you know, like anyone would step into your home, unannounced, unwelcomed, imagine how it affects you, but imagine how it affects the animal kingdom with no sense of reason but rage. And so this was not just a, it it was bigger. It was a lot more fierce. And he walks into this dark place, and the king sealed it with his signet when they laid the big stone there. And and with the signet of his lords, that nothing may be changed concerning Daniel. And then the king went to his palace. And and listen. The king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. And diversions were brought to him. No diversions were brought to him. The sleep fled from him. He got no sleep that night. Then then at the break of day, the king rose and went in haste to the den of lions. And as he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out with a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? And then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God, my God, everyone say, my God. My God sent his angel and shut the mouth, the lion's mouth. Don't you love it when God shuts the lion's mouth? 
I love it when God shuts down the mouth of a liar. That's another sermon. And they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him and also before you, O king, and I've done no harm. <laughs> and I have done no harm. In his conscience, he knew. He knew that he was going to have God's backing. He knew that he was clear. He knew that he was guiltless. And in that moment, he professed, O king, here I am. My God came through for me. My God came through for me. And the king was exceedingly glad, verse 23, and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel, watch this now, and the men that had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions. They their children and their wives and before they reached the bottom of the den the lions overpowered them broke all their bones into pieces then king darius wrote to all the people nations and languages that dwell in all the earth peace be multiplied to you i make a decree that in all my royal dominion people are to tremble and fear before the god of daniel People, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. I don't know if you understand, I'm talking about your God too. <laughs> for he is the living God enduring forever his kingdom shall never be destroyed and his dominion shall be to no end shall be to the end double honor i want you to know no matter where life has put you no matter where life has placed you no matter what has happened in your life no matter what people say no matter what people do as long as you have a relationship and a love life with Jesus, wherever you go, he goes. Whatever comes against you comes against him. Everything evolves around the living God. And the same people that put you in the den are the same people that get to see you come out of the den. And what's so miraculous and so, so amazing about this portion of Scripture is, is that the people that put him in the prison are the same people that God used King Darius to put in that same kind of den. And it was different for them. The outcome was different. That's what makes us separate from everyone else. Greater, repeat this after me, greater is he inside of me than any lion, than any adversary, than any trouble that comes my way. Give God some praise one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, turn around to somebody and tell them God is going to do something great for you today. Shake hands, high five, and you can be seated this Sunday morning. God bless you so much. We're so glad you're here. You can be seated. 
I don't have the television to teach because I felt like this Sunday morning was a message, not a lesson. This is a message that I hope to convey and encourage somebody uh, that, um, that maybe you've been in the den. Maybe you uh, feel like you're being pushed into the den. The den can represent a domain in an area that's uncomfortable for you. Maybe it's a battleground. Maybe it's a conflict. Maybe it's a legal issue. Maybe it's a family issue. Uh, it doesn't matter what it may be. If it's not, if it's not the inhabitant and the place that you're used to being and you're out of your comfort zone, I want to encourage you and, and let you know that when you step into that domain or you have to deal with that trouble or deal with those people, that they're not dealing with you. They're dealing with God. They're dealing with God. It happens to everyone. In the story of Daniel in the lion's den, it's recorded in Daniel chapter 6. It's one of the most beloved stories in the scripture. And briefly, we know the story. It all started when Daniel was really noticed by others in the kingdom of Darius. That he would pray to God always. They didn't like Daniel because God's, God was with Daniel and the wisdom that Daniel had and possessed was above all of his peers. And everyone that was connected to Daniel was blessed. They were favored. King Darius loved Daniel. King Darius loved him so much that, that when he got the word that the decree that he was manipulated into making the decree was that no one for 30 days should ever pray to another god but only King Darius. And those men, those politicians who were jealous of him, they concocted a decree to get the king to sign it that if anyone were to do this, that he should be put to death. And so the king, at the stroke of his ego, he allowed it and he he signed off on the document, and then the first one to break that law was Daniel. And when Daniel was made to sign that, the first thing Daniel did, he went to his room, and he opened up the windows. He did not hide anything. He wasn't ashamed of his relationship with God, and I believe that is where the anointing and strength and favor came from because he was very open about it. He wasn't ashamed when he got around other people about, you know, where he got wisdom from and where he got this intelligence that others would ask and wonder. God would speak to him about dreams. God would give him understanding about things that no one else knew. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit would work through Daniel, through the words of knowledge and, and understanding. And he just baffled everyone that was around him, uh, magicians, astrologers, all of the naysayers, soothsayers, every one of them. They didn't know. They didn't understand. But, but then they knew that his secret came through prayer. His secret was prayer. And they knew that this is where Daniel was faithful. And this is where Daniel, that they couldn't stop him, but they could, they could try to eradicate. They were going to try to put him in a position because they knew how faithful he was. And I, and I do have to say that I believe more than any other place and area of your life, more than any other commitment and discipline you have, hell and the devil and anyone else that's a cohort with him 
would love to help make you stop praying to God. That's where the enemy tries to get us, distract us from having a prayer life. Because the devil's not afraid of a prayerless Christian. Let me just be quite frank with you and tell you, you are not going to overcome, defeat, push back, put back in the gates of hell, or do anything for God if you're a prayerless Christian. You don't, you're, you don't intimidate the devil. When the devil comes around and says, oh, no, he don't pray. Don't worry about him. He's lightweight, lightweight. Remember what Jesus did when he walked on the seashore of the Gadarenes? You remember what happened? He did nothing but walk on the seashore. And when he stepped on land, legions came to him. They recognized him. He didn't have to tell everybody he was, he was the son of God. He was the offspring of David. He was the root of David as well, beginning and the end, Alpha Omega. He was God walking in humanity. And when he stepped on that shore, it was because he had a prayer life that he got recognized. The sons of Sceva, you remember that story, those poor boys? They wanted to be in ministry so bad. And they went and tried to cast a demon out of someone. And, and they said, I adjure you. I adjure you. They probably got their preacher voice on. I adjure you. In the name. In the name of, 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 of the God that Paul preaches. I adjure you. I don't care how deep you get. I don't care how you try to sound. If there's no anointing there, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. And an anointing comes through a prayer life of commitment, dedication. And Jesus, he didn't have to make long, lengthy prayers. He just had to speak a word like Lazarus come forth. He didn't stand there at that sepulcher and go, shoot a bottle Honda, shoot, shoot a mosquito. E-I-E-I-E-I-O. He didn't say anything long prayer. He just spoke a simple word. Either you got it or you don't. Now, I will say this. When that demon spoke out to the sons of Sceva, and I'm getting sidetracked. I'm going to get back to the story. They said, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But who are you? No intimidation. Daniel's secret was in his prayer life. And when, when Daniel, when Daniel was facing his den, when he walked in, God walked in. The one who created all things. The very one who created those lions from the dust of the earth, just like he did to humanity. The lion whisperer walked in. The one who knew exactly what was needed. Point number one, I want you to know that the lions were in Daniel's den. The lions were in Daniel's den. Point number one. This is exactly, exactly what had happened. Because when Daniel walked in, 
there was a, it, it, those lines were there. Do you have that point, guys? Point number one, because the lion of the tribe of Judah walked into that den. He was the king of the jungle. He was the one that had a bigger roar. Those lions, though physically they may have had teeth, spiritually they had none. When God walks into an area that has not been inhabited by a child of God before, and if that child is walking as a true child of God, hand in hand with his heavenly Father, the Spirit of the Lord walks into that domain as well, and everything begins to alter itself and submit itself to a greater power because demons recognize authority. And people, whether they know it or not and lack knowledge, they feel something different begin to change. When, when the disciples, when I feel the Holy Ghost coming, creeping up on me right now, feel my help right now. Here, here's what happened. Even in the life of Jesus, when Jesus walked in this earth, the servants to the high priest were sent out. They were supposed to go bring Jesus into captivity. And when they were going to go apprehend him, they went there, they heard him speak, and they went back to the high priest, and they said to him, where is Jesus? They said, this is what they said, never a man spoke like this man before. He just opened up his mouth, and we couldn't touch him. We could not even lay a finger on him because there was something greater inside of him. They couldn't even think straight. They couldn't even have the, the emotions that they had. They had human emotions of vindication, anger. They were going to be the heroes. They were going to bring Jesus back. But when they walked in, they walked into another domain where they had no authority, no power, no, no strength. They lost it. They didn't know what to do. They didn't understand what was going on. All they could say was, we, 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 we never heard anybody talk like that man before. The only reason Jesus was apprehended in the Garden of Eden is because he allowed himself to be, and it was his time. Other than that, you couldn't touch him. You could not touch him. Can I remind you that the same spirit that is in Christ is inside of you here this Sunday morning? Can I remind somebody that no matter what people say about you, no matter what kind of threats you get, no matter what people, whether they like you or hate you, they cannot touch the God inside of you. Let them say what they're going to say. Let them do what they're going to do. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but their words can never hurt you. Because the word of God will defy every word. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Say it with me. No weapon. Say it out loud. No weapon formed against me. Say no weapon formed against my family. No weapon formed against my children will prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, and every tongue that raises up itself against my family, will be condemned. Why? 
because it's my inheritance. What's, what's an inheritance? What's an inheritance? This is the heritage, but it's what God has put inside of you. The scripture says the Holy Ghost, which is synonymous for the kingdom of God, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit. It is the inheritance and a portion of the world to come. You have heaven inside of you. We're going to heaven one day. We're going to walk on streets of gold one day. We're going to pass the pearly gates one day. But can I tell you, you have a piece of heaven right now inside of you. Somebody, do you understand that the kingdom of God, what the kingdom of God is? People will say low here, low there. But he said, behold, the kingdom is within you. For the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the what? Somebody say it out loud. In the what? In the Holy Spirit, you have the kingdom. And what is a kingdom? It's where the king chooses to reign from. And who is the king? The Lord. He is the king of glory. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Well, because of him, it was Daniel's den. It was Daniel's den. When Daniel walked into the den, he brought him to the lion in there with him. And all the other lions had to submit. They had to shut their mouths. God's authority inside of you overrides all authority in the world. God's authority inside of you overrides all authority in the world. Remember, remember this. Remember this. It does you good to remember 2 Corinthians 10. Look at 2 Corinthians 10. Throw it up there for me, if you will. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. It says this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not, we do not war in the flesh. Our, our weapons, for our, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. What are strongholds? Those are the places in your mind and in your heart that the enemy has built up a resistance against the Spirit of God. The battleground for the devil and for God is the heart and the mind. That's the battleground. And there are some strongholds that have been established over the years. Some of us call them addictions. Some of us call them fears. Some of us call them anxiety. Some of us call them worries. Whatever it may be, it's a stronghold. But listen to what Paul wrote. He said, our weapons are not carnal warfare. They're not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of those strongholds, those repetitive Thoughts that make you feel insane because it repeats itself and repeats itself and you don't know how to let go of it and bring it down because you wrestle with it. Hold on a second. You were never meant to wrestle with it. What you wrestle with, you give them the influence and the authority to give you influence. Whatever you wrestle with, you have now given them permission to whoever it may be to influence and overpower you. But when you wrestle with God, you submit to God, and then God will overpower your enemy. 
You're no, I'm just going to say this, God is great in you, but you're no match for the devil. You're not even a match for your own temptation. You were never some, supposed to wrestle with the devil. You were meant to wrestle with God in prayer and let God deal with your lightweights, heavyweights, middleweights, whatever you're facing. Because there's a different devil at every level, right? We make it too hard. The book of Daniel was not a story of history or just a fairy tale or, or a fairy tale or just a, just a great, great story to share with your children. That was the true history event, a, a true event recorded in history by God's prophets, by God's men, by Daniel. Something that really happened. Something that really occurred. And if God did it for Daniel, he can do it for you. He can do it for you. You got to go back to work tomorrow. Sometimes, don't raise your hand, but is there anybody here feels like sometimes you're walking into a lion's den? I see, I see hands going up everywhere. <laughs> don't raise your hands. Because <laughs> you may work, your boss may be here, he may have visited today, you just didn't recognize him. Just joking. What are you facing right now? What are you dealing with right now? I'm going to tell you, God never intended for you to fight that battle. God intended for him to take care of it for you, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. When your obedience is fulfilled, then God will take vindication on the disobedient. That's that easy, and it's that simple. God will vindicate you. God will take care of you. And if you're a child of God, you need to wake up every single morning and give him some praise, some thanksgiving, and tell him beforehand, thank you, Lord, for walking with me. Thank you for being in me. Thank you for who you are in my life. Thank you. Remember, gratitude opens up the gate for you. That's what we talked about last week. Gratitude opens up another door for you that you never have to touch. But praise allows you to enter into the inner courts of your blessings in your life. Praising God is probably what Daniel did all night long. I'm going to tell you, when the king walked in and the king saw what had occurred, what had happened, his heart dropped. But the next morning, when he walked in, and he said, he walked up to it, and he told Daniel, Daniel, are you still there? And Daniel replied, yes, God, my God in whom I serve, he was able, he is always able to deliver me from all my trouble to get me through. Listen, listen, no matter, look, can I turn to somebody and tell them, the devil tried to stop you, but you're still here. You're still here. You're still here. 
You're still here. Look, devil, you tried to get, you tried to bring a sickness on me, but I'm still here. I'm still here. You, you, you cause other people to put me in prison, but I'm still here. I'm right here still. You've got a, you sent a lot of haters against me, but look, I'm still here worshiping God because there's something inside of me that can't be put down. There's someone inside of me that can't be stopped. And when you begin to recognize that biblical truth, you walk around like a real child of God. Shoulders back. Head up, not arrogant, positively confident in him. And you walk into an area, you walk into a domain, and you know there's trouble. But you also know that there is a God inside of you that preceded you, that backed you up, and that's in you that's going to help you get through that problem. So when you walk in, you ought to just, authority ought to permeate through your your skin, through your eyes. I know when God walks with me. I'm just going to tell you. I know if I ever go into a situation, it's not, I know it's not in my favor. I, I know ahead of time. My prayer is thank you, God, for favor. Thank you, Lord, for being in me. But here's the key. Daniel did nothing different in the lion's den than he did in his own room at home. He was a worshiper before the den. He was a worshiper during the den, and he was a worshiper after the den. He didn't do anything different. He was just simply walking. He was just simply obeying. He was just being a child or a, 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 a citizen of the kingdom of God. He may have been in King Darius's domain, but in his mind, Greater was he that was inside of him. He knew that the kingdom of God was greater than that kingdom, and there's nothing they can do because the God inside of you is greater. It's greater. And it's not just a, uh, God isn't just some kind of, 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 of a mechanism or a source of power that you flip on and off. God is a person with feelings and emotions, and a thought process. He has opinions. He has, he has a love for you. You have a relationship with him. And so whenever God sees somebody pick on you, it's like you looking at somebody pick on your child. And let me ask you something. Wouldn't you defend your child? Wouldn't you protect your child? Wouldn't you? I know some of you mamas. I've seen you mamas out there. I've seen it already. And nobody, I, I talk about this all the time, but this is the classic one. It's the classic one. Well, we didn't get an invitation to that party. My child didn't get invited to that one. See if I invite them next time to mine. What did they say to you? What did they say to you? I'll be at that school tomorrow. No, Savaske, I got her number right here. <laughs> Hello? Miss Slotsky, I got, a, I got something. I got, a, I got a bone to pick with you. My son, you know who he is. I've seen you. I've seen you. I've seen everybody standing in defense of your, your loved ones. Can I ask you a question? Now, God isn't provoked to anger by, by anyone. 
And God will allow you to, to teach you how to fight battles. But when the time comes for God to vindicate you, when the time comes for God to vindicate you, he is going to step in and prove himself to be strong. And when God does that, he does it right. He does it all the way. He does it and takes care of all of your enemies. He does it. Point number two, let God vindicate you. Point number two, I'm almost done. Let God vindicate you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to, don't worry. You want to know why God let everyone see you go through what you went through? You've heard me say this a hundred times. My God, I'm so embarrassed. Everyone, they stopped calling me. They, they're not my friends anymore. They don't call us over anymore, and they don't invite my kids to the parties anymore, and they don't, we don't want to, they don't want to go out with us anymore. They, they put something. I, you know what? I saw it on Facebook. I saw they put something on Facebook. They didn't put any names on it, but I know they're talking about me. <laughs> Henry, mira, look. They're talking about us, man. My mom used to always say that. Man. I'll show them. Mira, look. God is good. <laughs> Hashtag child of God. <laughs> Got to try to vindicate it with some Bible, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Hold on a second. The reason why God lets your problem go public is because your victory is going to be public also. The same people who put you in the den, don't worry, the king will put them in the den too. And I'm not speaking, I'm not speaking, uh, listen, I have no axe to grind against nobody. So, so right now, just to make it clear, Pastor Bobby's not talking about anybody, any church, anything. Just you'll make it clear. I feel like I'm trying to help somebody. Trying to help the church learn how to fight in battle. Trying to help the church learn how to stand strong and be firm and not be worried about what people are saying or what people are doing. Hold on a second. Your life was meant to be a life in, in a fishbowl, okay? A life seen and transparent because you don't belong to yourself anymore. You belong to God. And if you see yourself go through something and everyone knows about it, the same people that see you fail are the same people that are going to see you succeed. Because God, Daniel, the reason why, Daniel, you were a spectacle, the reason why, Daniel, I had to allow, and this is God, this is God, I'm speaking, and, 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 for, and that person, for a moment, just, just go with me as, as God. Daniel, the reason I had to let you go in that den, and the reason why I allowed them to make that petition, and the reason why I allowed them to see your strength and use it against you, is because I want everybody to know in that kingdom that prayer still works, that I am the living God of Israel. And by the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's going to be your king, the king of glory, that's going to get the honor in that kingdom. And that king is going to recognize who I am 
how powerful I am, and he's going to establish a different decree, and that decree is going to say, let it be known to everyone that they ought to fear and tremble under the name of Daniel's God because he is a true God. He is a God who can deliver people from the lion's den. Your God can shut the mouths of every vicious attack that comes in your life. Your God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, according to all that you can ask or think, to the power inside of you. Your God is able. Somebody give God some praise in this house. Your God is able. Your God is powerful. Your God will vindicate you. Your God will come through for you. Your God has never lost a battle. Your God is a victor. Your God is a victor. He has never lost a battle. Come on, Haley. He has never lost a battle. His train fills the temple. He has never, ever been defeated. Hell thought, hell thought for one moment that, that Jesus had been killed, that Jesus had been done away with, and the disciples believed it also, and they walked on the sea, on the beach, and they were kicking shells, and they were so upset, and they were so mad, they, and then Jesus comes up, disguised by the Spirit of God, comes up to them and says, what manner of conversation are you among yourselves seeing you're so sad? And they said, haven't you heard? Don't you know the one we thought was the Messiah? He has been crucified. He has been buried. And now we can't find him. And now we don't know what's going on. And he began to talk to them, expound on the scriptures. It burned, it burned their heart. And he began to try to encourage them and tell them everything Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. It behooved Christ to suffer and to rise again on the third day. And he said, and thus it was that the prophets and Moses, everything they wrote, it concerned Christ and that he should be preached in every nation beginning in Jerusalem. It was all for a purpose. He said that repentance should begin in Jerusalem, that remission of sin, that baptism should begin in Jerusalem. And he said, I also send the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost among you, and he shall fall upon you and upon every flesh, all flesh, my spirit will descend. Hell didn't win. Hell just opened up a can of worms. Hell just began to cause more problems for themselves. Don't think that hell wins. At the end of the day, these are they that have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. These are they who have overcome the devil. Hey, 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 children. He said, John, I write to you, children, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, men, because you have overcome temptation. I write to you because you have learned how to trust in God. I'm telling somebody here this Sunday morning that God's fixing to vindicate you, and God is fixing to shine inside of you. And the same people that put you in prison are the same people that are going to repay God's vengeance in their life. Don't worry about them. Pray for them. Love them. But I promise you, God will raise you up. God will raise you up. It happened to Esther, the same person, Haman. Haman created a gallow 
for Mordecai to be hung and the same hanging that was supposed to take place the tables turned because a woman a woman say say a woman turn to a lady and say because of somebody like you turn to a woman turn to a lady tell her because of somebody like you talk to God pray to God sought God when there when, when when the king when a man named Haman was gonna put them all to death somebody started praying come on prayer warriors somebody started praying somebody started talking to God somebody started walking with God somebody got serious with God and God turned the whole thing around and one day Haman walked in and the king said Haman what shall be done to the man that the king loved to delight in and honor? And he said, huh, he thought it was him. He said, I think you ought to take the royal ride. Take the best horse you've got. Take the best robe of the king. Put a crown on his head and let him walk through the city with his servants. And let them ride, let him ride on that, on that animal. And let them proclaim before him, this is... This is the man, and this is what the king does to those he delights in. And he told Haman, that sounds good to me. Now go get Mordecai and do that to him. Hold on a second. What do you mean? I was, he heard me. Go get Mordecai. He made him do the dirty work. When opposition, when opposition comes and God is for us, he'll make those that have opposing thoughts stop and put someone in authority to tell them, let them go, give them what they want, and there's nothing they can do about it. Have we not seen this happen? Here's a thought about Haman. Be careful when you demand people to honor you because they may leave you hanging. And the gallows that were meant for Esther and her people, Haman was hung on that same gallows. The den that was meant to destroy Daniel, it's the same den that destroyed the people who made the, the petition. They were pushed in there. What I'm trying to tell you is those lions that are out there in the spiritual world can't affect you and can't overcome you. But there are other people that come against you that God will allow them to enter through the same tribulation. And they don't have the authority and the power to stand upright and to stand straight because our lifestyle doesn't, is not conducive to the kingdom of God or the word of God or God's spirit. And it's a different domain. But for God's people, greater is he that's inside of you than him that's in the world. Nothing can stop the Jesus inside of you. Nothing can stop the Jesus inside of you. So here's the double honor. Here's the double honor. And I close with this. This is the double honor. See, honor is when people give you recognition for what you've done and your talents and your abilities and your knowledge, right? That just, that's a given. People will reward you for some of the tasks you've done. Some of you may have been given certificates and awards for accomplishments that you've done, but not everybody is going to praise you for your beliefs and your, and your convictions and your God. Double honor 
is when God vindicates you through the process and allows you to go through trouble and they see that God is in your life. So now they honor you doubly. They now honor you because of your accomplishments and your hard work, but then they follow through and say, let it be known. And I make this decree that the God of Daniel, he's to be feared and trembled. Now they give you double honor because they honor the God inside of you. And they give him the credit. And they give him the credit. And so when they look at you now, they don't look at you as just a smart person or somebody who's strong. They look at you in the fear of God and say, don't touch them. God is with them. Double honor. Double honor. Double honor. That's why before I pass from this world, I want to be known as a child of God, somebody that walked with God and somebody that God walked with. That is the greatest compliment you can ever have in your life is to be a child of God and say God is with you. God is with them. God is with them. Don't touch them. Don't mess with them. They belong to God. Double honor. Not only do they recognize your gifts, not only do they recognize your talent, they also recognize that the hand of God is on you and they honor him and they bless him and then there's conversions that take place because I do believe with all of my heart that God will cause you to become the salt of the earth, the light of the world and everything that he needs you to be for his glory and honor in Jesus name. Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Double honor, double honor. Lift your hands and honor God in this moment and tell him, Lord, I love you. I love you so much. I don't know how things are going to work out, but Lord, I don't care. As long as you're going in there with me, as long, and I'm going to tell you, God will restore you. God will rebuild you. And the, and the thing you went through before, it doesn't matter. It happened to Joseph. Joseph went through false accusations, was sold into slavery, and then he went into prison. But when he came out, God put him on a high pedestal and made him second in command of his kingdom of Pharaoh. And God honored him with blessings and favor. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. All that matters is, is that no matter what you're going through, no matter where you came from, is that you're consistent in being a worshiper of Jesus Christ. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.